strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. another monday we're ready to roll i got a great cast of characters here and we are might hit on some current events shit because there's a lot going on but the whole plan of this is to get outside of that my man hank from the 643 conspiracy podcast does a conspiracy show as his name says and then also does a wednesday night wrap-up which is a sports talk show so I, I I had the honor of being on a couple weeks ago, and I'd like to honestly talk a little sports industry, cards, fun stuff like that, and and in typical Monday night, who knows where we're going to end up. But Hank, welcome aboard, my friends. Thank you for having me back, brother. Glad to be here. Hey, I appreciate it. How's the show going? You know, it's really doing well, man. Uh, complete different realm of 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 podcasts and i feel like you know i've evolved into since the last time i was blessed to be on the monday night master debater so i feel like i'm like a official master debater now because i've been on twice so i'm using both hands oh man dude watch out we call that the switch header dude's going skiing (laughs) (laughs) i'm a great camping buddy (laughs) oh shit it wouldn't be complete without our favorite Fed, John, <laughs> from How in the Hell Did We End Up Here podcast. What's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Good, man. Good. I heard you, uh, you've you been on the road lately. Yeah, a little bit. I was in Florida. Um, went in Thursday, came back out today, actually. Uh, or, well, drove out a little bit last... When did I drive out? Last night, I guess. And then uh, finished up today. So here I am. But I'm here. Took a nap. I'm ready. So, y'all guys en- enjoy this three three day weekend we had. I wish I, I was driving all the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> other for, thanks for rubbing that the, in though. Other than the guy that obviously had to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get time. into this weekend, Rye? Man, just uh, actually, uh, right now I'm uh, repainting my kitchen because I had this brilliant idea to paint it all white. And when you cook as much as I do and I fry things, every single splash that goes on on the cupboard, it it just stains it. So I'm painting them black and then I'm going to hit it with some clear coat. And uh, then I'm going to put some wood like I want to do like wood, like stained wood countertops. Um, So I'm going to try and change the whole thing up, man. I want to bring conspiracy kitchen back. Like I want to talk about the CIA, uh, how how they're, uh, you know, doing horrible things to you know, all kinds of different people while I'm showing you how to make like, um, you know, this this new thing that I'm really obsessed with taco wings, you know, all kinds of different like stoner type foods and uh, and and, you know, continue to talk about, um, you know, conspiracies, man. It was a fun thing when Brandon and I were doing it. And, uh, you know, I want to make my kitchen look nice, dude. It's a goal of mine to have like a kitchen, like a like a professional like Gordon Ramsay style kitchen, stainless steel, black wood, all kinds of cool stuff like that. So, um, do you guys cook much, Matt? Do you cook a lot, like for yourself? I used to, 
you know, when I, when I was married, I grilled, smoked meat, you know, cooked all the time. Now that it's just me, it's like, it's not worth the effort. So you every don't enjoy now and then, like, just like maybe smoking and cooking now. I just don't, you know, smoking just takes a while, especially, you know, I do a charcoal. So, I mean, that's right. A, that can be a, you know, half a day event, but yeah, right, no, right. I lost the interest. I don't know what it is, but I'll, you know, yeah. I, I make it as simple as possible these days. I'm, I'm easy to please when it comes to food. Dude, I, I, I cook a big meal every weekend. Usually like I like to theme up, like uh, when I'm watching UFC, they were in Paris this weekend. I made a French style steak. It was real nice, nice little brandy, uh, you know, sauce on top of my my steak. It was good, dude. You know, yeah. I listen every time. Tuesday to you and Ghost on Cunt talk about what you ate over the weekend, and I'm sitting there drooling, like, oh, yeah. that sounds so good, but I'm too fucking lazy to do it. Yeah, it's worth it, man. It's worth it. No, it um, is. You know, it really is. But again, I'm I, I cook for myself. 90% of the time other than that it's my 10 year old who has yeah, you and your boy yeah. you know the most bland palate ever if it, you know like spicy Got dino it, nuggets it, it, yeah it's like mild taco sauce you know <laughs> so i got yeah, i got to be so like plain I with hear the kid I hear so you. it's it's tough but yeah i have a buddy actually who has a uh, uh an old friend from back home instagram page is called my friends eat good and this dude man he can cook he's grilling cooking all the time he's one of those oh, guys man. that was a bachelor for the longest time and just cooked to the nines every every time we went to his house you're never disappointed he used to host the ufc fights for us and nice. every time it was a different adventure so yeah, I, I i live vicariously through you all <laughs> what about you and hank and john do you guys cook much like you know like you go all out for food and things like that typically like four or five times a week for me for dinner yeah yeah, uh, you know, but it could be something as simple as just throwing a bunch of stuff in the crock pot, letting it heat up the whole day and coming home. Sometimes that's the best, dude. A house that smells good. And other times it's, you know, if I'm home all day, then it's, you know, working off of uh, working off of whatever I whatever I have. So, but yeah, I, I love to cook. Not a big baker, but I love to cook. Yeah, baking's kind of like, gay. You, know, <laughs> you just have to be too exact to be a baker. Like, yeah. I thrive on that. I can bake like a motherfucker, man. Not me. Really? Like, oh, you dude. Desserts, desserts are like cooking, my specialty. When I'm cooking, <laughs> it's like taste it. Oh, a little bit, little bit spicy. Let's put some more in, some of this in, or not spicy enough. You can, you know, you can play around with it instead of. You have to have a cup of flour. Is a cup of flour? Like you can't go any any little or any any more than. Right. Than, you got to be exact. Yeah, I don't have any attention span to bake. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, worked in a. Well, as, as fine of a kitchen you're going to find in, in my area, um, billionaire funded, like this dude that came in and bought the town I was living in, he sunk a lot of money into this uh, cafe that he could, so he could bring people to show off to that, you know, he bought this town and lord over these peasants, these redneck fools and shit. So, but uh, I've cooked for billionaires. I've cooked for legislators senators i've cooked a private meal for uh asa hutchinson the former governor of arkansas and then a current candidate in the pro republican primaries um i love i used to really love to cook working in that restaurant killed it because i, I the 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 kitchen vibe 
I'm just not cut for it. I, I, I'm oh, not dude, yeah. good at letting yeah. shit go quick enough. I hold a grudge and I get pissed off quick. And people are dicks in the restaurant industry, man. Dude, for no reason. For no reason. We know you haven't worked for a certain family because you're here tonight. You haven't worked for the Obamas. No, that's that's very true. Or the bad record with chefs. Um, my wife cooks almost every night of the week. I try to help out on the weekends while I'm home, but it's a it's a home cooked meal almost every day you come over here. Um I love cooking still. I can, you know, make some mean soups and uh, casseroles and make a mean pot of, pot of spaghetti oh, or whatever. But uh, I really like grilling. Really like letting meat marinate overnight and slapping that shit on the grill all day. And just I, I, I'd like to cook for my family, but I don't like cooking in a professional environment anymore. Yeah, it's the worst, man. It, I worked in restaurants for like 12 years and it's, it, you know... I have this idea in my head that every head chef is a prick. Yeah. Like that's how <laughs> it see, is. When you I mean? say that you, you want a professional kitchen in your home. I, I feel that in the deepest recesses of my soul, because I attribute all of the success I had in that restaurant to the fact that they had the equipment, they had the product, the produce, right. they had the, the, the utensils and all of that. And I got to come in and just use what my dumb ass has taught myself through life with what they've got available and was able to produce shit that I, I, I don't, I don't eat a lot of crazy shit, but I would come up with these dishes that people who do have a mature person palate, not that of a four-year-old, they find the shit good. And so, I mean, I was able to put together some amazing dishes that I was really proud of at the end of the day. Like, you know, I'm, but I, again, it's not, a, it's really not me. I was just playing with the, if you're going to go to Walmart and spend $5 on a ribeye, it's not going to be the same, no matter what you do to it. Then that, that $60 New York strip that I was going to cook with at that cafe, you know, completely different qualities of meat and, I'll tell you right now, a ribeye costs about $24 right now at Walmart. Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, a $5 ribeye. You got a truck that shows up every weekend at a supermarket down here. You get 10 ribeyes for 20 bucks. Let's see. You're in a in an area where meat markets aren't uncommon. They're not very good, though. It's just you get, you get a lot. You get 20 ribeyes or 10 ribeyes. Like human meat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like we have people who process meat around here. Like if you have a head of cattle or if you've killed some deer or whatever, we have people like they taxidermy and then process meat, but we don't have like a legitimate butcher, like somebody we can go to, like you would traditionally think you would when you think of an, a butcher you know, a butcher shop. We don't, I wouldn't know where to go to see a butcher. That would be amazing if you could just walk in and get really quality cuts of meat, you know? Yeah, man. Do you, do you get good meat in uh, Massachusetts there where you're at? Uh, It depends. You can get it from like locally, you know, from some of the farmers, they sell their own beef and you can, that is like, jackpot other than that it's grocery stores which is garbage well you know it's interesting man because like you know we talk all the time i don't know what you eat on a day-to-day basis are you meat heavy like do you go hard on meats or do you uh eat, like... yeah i eat meat uh every dinner for sure yeah yeah 
like beef usually or chicken yeah, beef or chicken um not a big pork guy uh yeah it's gross about seafood not much i like swordfish that's about it okay what you about know? shark i would imagine being in massachusetts your availability to that stuff is pretty open right well it, it's more out east once you get more inland it's not as you know it's not like the fresh stuff you'd get if you're say out in boston sure um but yeah i mean it's available out here but i'm not i, I don't even like lobster i mean well I think, think about really? how i feel <laughs> think yeah. about how i love seafood but Seafood that I have to eat with like a knife and a fork. The big thing out here, probably where you are too, Hank, is crawfish. Oh yeah, and it's I hate crawfish. Mm. Like it's so much work for it's like such a pain in the, the ass for such a little piece of meat. It is. It's worth it. And then like everybody at your table is just slurping, and it just sounds <laughs> disgusting. And it's like you get it all over the place. I fought for ten years to teach my kids not to eat like that, and you guys are. But sitting- come on, yeah. John, you you know the experience. By the time that you're sucking on the the fucking crawfish head you're doing gone through two 30 packs it don't fucking matter what you're doing right. you're that's eating. a good that's a good point you that's know, why you, that's why you lay out the newspaper everywhere crawfish boils i'd rather have the corn honestly than the crawfish. Yeah. and the sausage and the potatoes yes lord yeah yeah no man. i'll sit there and i'll peel crawfish with you all day yeah yeah well, here butter. they actually sell it they serve it like uh frozen but it's all the tails that are all cut up, you know. And no, you can just bro, throw that you gotta. Way. If them bitches ain't wiggling, I don't want them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, I don't know, dude. I I can use like uh, I don't know if you've ever had like cornbread or like hush puppies with the crawfish yeah. meat in it, yeah. but that's delicious. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know that. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm above frozen, yeah, you know, fresh yeah, I, frozen I know. meat. I but, know. but if it, if I'm if we're gonna boil some crawfish, if I gotta have them sons of bitches trying to crawl out the pot, right? I gotta suffer. Yeah, suffering that makes them taste better. It's their tears, <laughs> the secret ingredient. What do we got here? I don't know what that was. I know you said you wanted to get into some some baseball talk. Uh, you've been keeping up with the way the league's turning out. Uh a little bit. Um, hold on here. I was trying to find something. The, uh, the race for the NL MVP is going to be really. Fun to watch coming through this last mo- almost month and a half of the season. Uh, Mookie Betts be and it better Mookie not be Betts and Ronald Acuna are at each other's throats, and they're both playing out of this world. But if they don't, if they don't watch out, a, a Kyle Seager could be right there on them because he's been on fire for the last month straight. Yeah. But yeah. Acuna's got six. Acuna's got sixty stolen bases or whatever. Yeah, he he's him from everybody else. Yeah, he broke a record this year. And you know how the league loves to play on the storyline. Yep. yep. And honestly, if you ask me, Acuna deserves it. Mookie and they're the best has. team in baseball right now, too. But you can honestly say that without him, they're not the same team. That, yep. And that's what I mean. With them being the best. With Mookie Betts, you've still got a – I mean, a, a, not to say that Atlanta doesn't have superstars, but they're playing with cats like Orlando Arcia. Yeah, cats you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, big. They've guys. taken Matt Olson and put him back into conversation for MVP because he just hit his league tying forty fourth home run yesterday. Well, have you seen the I, stat that the top is it the top five or top six Atlanta Brave hitters have more home right. runs combined than like something like seventeen of the Major League Baseball teams total for their. That sounds right. Yeah, for their for their teams. 
Well, what I, what I find funny is I, I remember it like it was yesterday, Hank, one of your first Wednesday shows, you, you and Drew were talking about how, you know, the Rays are just running away with it. They, they're on pace to set the, you know, major league record for wins and then reality set in and shit happened. And then you get to this whole Wander Franco situation and it's like, sure. man, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. And then uh, Luis... Luis Urias, the left-handed pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers this yep. morning, was just arrested on uh, felony sec- domestic uh, abuse. Domestic, yeah, domestic abuse uh, charges, and yeah, maybe he had and like a, Franco can share a cell. Well, that's it, and this is his second time huh. too. Yeah. They're trying to be like football players, dude. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, baseball is bad. This guy, I don't know if you followed it at all, but this guy wandered. Matt, we might need to collab on an episode of like baseball bad boys yeah (laughs) this dude this dude right he's like 21 superstar just signed a massive contract and then all he's the face of the franchise as a as his in his third year in the league yeah and all of a sudden he's getting two he's got two accusations at him with underage girls well didn't he put pictures of him and the girl Hmm. on facebook he did oh she did okay yeah she put it all up, then took it all down. He's saying he's being extorted and that her and her mother lied to him and told him, you know, she was 18 when she was really 16 or. But the Mar- <laughs> uh, the Rays have done everything but remove his shit from his locker. They have removed him from their roster. I believe they're they've already had lawyers come in and they're active either they've already have or they're actively trying to figure out how to uh get the contract voided if he is indeed found guilty which i feel like they have every right to do because he is the the player hank the problem is is that the justice system is different down there sure down there it's not a prison offense for this what it is is that these disputes, from what I read, are settled in a monetary value. So he can be guilty and just have to the him and the family agree to a settlement number, and that's the end of it. No but jail can time. You, can you honestly see the league letting him come back in if he was found any kind of guilty? Even yeah, if but it's you, just the, a, the big problem is going to be the players' union. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah, the that's players' where it, union is the one. Well, like and I don't know. I mean, Marcelo Zuna has a job. There's a lot of players who have jobs. But you saw Mark. it with like a Trevor Bauer, right? I mean, he got two years. He'll be for, for you know, doing what he did. And and so, I don't know. Baseball is a lot different than football when it comes to this stuff. They're, it seems like they act right away. Well, and- baseball's biggest hat hook that they hang their hat on is that it's a gentleman's sport. There's a understood written code or understood code that you're not going to intentionally try to cheat your fellow baseball player. And so an unspoken code, right? Yeah. That's 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 called the unwritten rules. Yeah. Right. Like like pretty much you're, 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 it's a privilege to be here, not a right. So you better, you know, uphold the sanctity of it type shit. And then once you. Hank, do you think that that might be why it's not very popular like nationwide i know they call it america's pastime i know that may be easy for you to see coming from the because i know you like to focus on ufc 
baseball is a lot more popular than you might be have have led to believe like it might not be the foremost popular sport here in america it's third right it's football basketball and baseball right i mean and depending on who you're talking to and what time of the year it is i honestly feel like that metrics change because i mean we're about to be going into the playoffs and then that's going to be the main topic because you're just going to have the football season starting up, you know, basketball's not going yet. It's going to be baseball's going to be king for a few months until the the playoffs wrap up. But the biggest knock against baseball too is how long it took. Like, well, they've shaved so much time out of the game with the four hours to two hours and 15 minutes, but down in places like Cuba, Puerto Rico, the Dominican, Venezuela, Honduras, all of the Southern American, uh, even into the Caribbean. Um, Don't forget Asia, Hank. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, um, it's huge over there. I'm just talking at the moment for from a the the major league perspective. Um, you have you have entire cultures that children understand that the only chance of them to ever have a life outside of poverty is baseball because of a few players that back in the day that broke through like a Roldis Chapman, like um, Jordan Alvarez and all these other kids that pretty much had to literally flee dictatorships to play baseball and were good enough to have a story so that other kids would want to come and, and do the same thing. Well, and the ultimate one, Hank, is is the Hernandez brothers, right? You look at Orlando yeah. El Duque Hernandez, who, if people aren't familiar with his story, he tried multiple times to get here from Cuba, and he ended up finally getting here on a raft from Cuba, landed in yep. Florida, ended up playing and winning a World Series with the Yankees, yep. and it was kind of like a dream story. I yep. think the best thing that the, that the MLB has done as well in the past few years is really – not Wonder Franco wise, but the rest of them have really embraced the youth, like showing up to the Little League World Series, you know, making yes. a presence down there, doing the 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 Field of Dreams game, you know, all that all that stuff has really kind of re re endeared. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going to use it anyways. Re endeared themselves to the youth of America, the parents, you know, just being able to show up like that because you don't see that really in, you know, there's not a a little yfl football series final or whatever that's televised like the little league world series is or same thing with basketball or hockey or soccer or anything like that but baseball has done a real good job about showing up to those games and making a a presence in those kids lives international and national sure yeah and they started the they started the rbi program which is working with the inner city kids to try and promote baseball too so they've been working hard but like you said, Rye, in America, yeah, it would probably be third. But globally, I think it's a little different. Um, go ask sure. some, some, so go ask soccer, some kids. Though, you know? in, yes, absolutely. Go ask some that, kids in Taiwan or, or Japan or Korea how yeah. they feel about baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, that's the thing. Is, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting how different groups of people view different sports like you know, football is only big here in the United States, right? It's not really, uh, you, you can't no, it's go not. over and see. You I know, have to disagree with you once again, my friend. Uh, Canada has a very successful, long-standing football league. Sure, it's not on the level that the American Football League is, but what really is outside of a European football, traditional soccer, what we call soccer, what's, what's not better than America in sports? 
Oh, Europe has a yeah, hockey. They're better in, in Canada. They're yeah. hockey. Well, is their thing, I forget I mean? about hockey, man. Like I've, I've been to one hockey game my whole fucking life too. Well, yeah. Cause we're it, Americans. But... Hockey sucks here. But like <laughs> but, the uh, United States has Europe the NFL, has really the XFL, football. college football, and then everything else is like way. I, I've never even Isn't heard there of a, Canadian Ryan, fucking there's football. There's USFL too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. And like, I will tell Canadian I will... football. I will plant my flag in the fact that live hockey is the best sporting event live, period. It's very exciting. Dude, I will yeah. say I that care. it was I don't care so what anybody cool. else says. Live hockey is the best sport. Compared to, to compared to watching it on television, there it's it's night yes. and day. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. I yeah. Hey, speaking of football, have you guys ever heard of Operation Flagship? So no, this is from I'm, 1985. I'm Listen to this. This is an interesting little scam the police ran uh for Super Bowl tickets. 3,000 wanted persons sent invitations to a party and a football match, but they didn't know that the offer to see the Washington Redskins in action had come from the police department. They're queuing for a free ticket to watch the Redskins football team, a chance few Washington people could resist, which is exactly what the local police were banking on. They'd sent out invitations to pick up tickets for yesterday's game to the last known addresses of 3,000 criminals on the run. The operation took weeks to organize. It started soon after dawn yesterday. Waiting in the wings was the SWAT team, armed policemen ready to pounce. The smiling lady gently steering this man along the corridor is a policewoman. So are the cheerleaders. Most officers carried a gun, including the Indian chief and the man who played the chicken. Claiming your free ticket was easy. All you needed was proof of identity, which the police checked with the team upstairs. Ralph Edward Cockrell, C-O-C-K-R-I-L-I. Confirmed. Another winner, Mr. T, Mr. T. What a marvelous occasion. The lucky winners, overcome at the prospect of watching their favorite team play, waltzed off to claim their free tickets. But the master of ceremonies was a senior policeman. My boys said, my boys said, glockadoodle doos, motherfucker. (laughs) Isn't that called like entrapment or something? No, because the entrapment's more along with the crime, right? This was just you, you, they're already, they're already criminals. Yeah, they They had entrapment for them. Yeah. Yeah. Entrapment, they have to get you to commit a crime purposefully. Yeah, this is reeling up idiots. Which, if, if that's entrapment, then how the fuck did they make a whole career about? fake hookers and, and, and arresting <laughs> all these dudes that were just trying to get them some lunchtime coochie. <laughs> That's nasty. I want to go back to this Canadian football shows? thing. I, I can't get over that. Can anyone name a, a, a professional Canadian football player? I know there's uh, one from Rocket Edmund. Ismail. Rocket Ismail played in the Canadian Football League. Uh, well, Doug Flutie, Flutie was huge. Yeah, yeah, Doug Flutie owned the Canadian not football now. League. I mean, not. I um, can't name any current CFL guys. The yeah, Heisman I mean, Heisman winning quarterback for Texas Longhorns that went on to play for. Uh, oh, Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young played in the Canadian Football League. A lot of American players that either don't make it or get too old. For whatever reason, they could they go play in Canada. Europe has Europe their own. Paying. 
yeah, a European was, league too. Yeah, European. Yeah, football Europe league. has some uh, old uh, like football teams in like Madden 2001 and stuff, like the Thunder mm-hmm. and all. They're going to have. And there's going to be an NFL team there. There'll be an NFL team there within. The yeah, they're time. they're working on it, and they're working yeah. on getting one in Mexico. Yeah, because they're trying. Jaguars, to, that's why they're putting these games there. But Jaguars watch this. Go to Europe, and I don't know who's going to go to. Probably the it would surprise me to see the Cardinals Major League be Baseball expand internationally too. Because they've been playing games in London as well. Well, they got to try and compete with the fucking well, play, Saudis. But they play in Japan also. They yeah. play in England. I don't know if 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 the Major League Baseball plays base plays legitimately sanctioned baseball games in Japan. That that's I'm not sure because I know there's not necessarily friend friendly uh yeah they used to feelings do the, between they used to do the between the series, two Hank yeah the first series of the year used to be in Japan really. Yeah, yeah, and they used to they used to show my age, bro. I'm sorry. Like a, they used to they, well, they the still All-Stars. do tour, John, with the All Stars. Do they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they do these international tours in like yeah. in November and December, where they'll take a bunch of players that didn't make the playoffs and go, you know, internationally and tour and do these games against like local cops and local pro teams and things like yeah. that. Mm. But yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean. You think about it, and and every sport now seems like it's gotten much bigger internationally. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's so much money to be made that everybody's trying to dip their finger in the pot. Then you have things yeah. like rugby, though, that are huge in everywhere else. I mean, like Australia, it's huge. It's the it's one I can't a... figure out right is cricket. Hmm. Cricket's kind of gay. That thing dude. is huge. Across. The game is huge in in like England and India, and I don't understand it. Lacrosse is kind of gangster, though, man. Yeah, but is it? It's I soccer. Mean, yeah, it's soccer with fucking murder sticks. Yeah, <laughs> but then like you, you get in trouble if you hit someone with the stick. It's like Not hockey. It's, almost, accident, right? I don't know, it's getting it's getting real yeah. popular though because it's made its way west real quick. Oh, um, I don't know. You guys live in different areas than I do, I guess. Because rugby is actually really big at the university an hour away from me, Arkansas State University. While they might be getting their ass whooped seventy-three to zero by Oklahoma on the football field, they actually have a nationally ranked rugby team year in and year out, with a lot of transfer students from New Zealand and Australia and other uh, European Eastern places. Yeah, college college has big my I know my brother in law used to play uh, and you wouldn't think rugby. that for bumfuck DJ of Arkansas rugby would be a hot spot, but like we have legitimate talent come to Jonesboro, Arkansas to play rugby. Or at least we huh. did ten years ago. I don't know about now. But Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. And like you, you think about all the sports that, that people don't really talk about. Curling. Curling's one of my favorites to watch, dude. It's fucking epic. Because you because you know you look like you're a you're like physical athlete (laughs) i just think it that guy i'm not a physical athlete those guys look like the everyday guy like they're not they're dads yeah they're dad bods with brooms is all it is they roll up in the minivan I think it's a, I, it's just an interesting idea, dude with baseball i mean come on guys baseball people are not athletes they're not. Dude. I'm sorry. I know. There's oh, three. Dude. There's three we, guys that are athletes. That, that we, I'm not sure you understand how big a, a professional. Dude, I used to play baseball, is. man. How hard? Look at the best. Dude, baseball you stopped players. when you were 12. But the best baseball players. <laughs> yeah, he goes, the best, is for 100 listen, feet. 
the best baseball players, how far do they got to run? It really fast matter. for you see the shape feet. of these guys now. You don't have it's not the 80s anymore where you have like Steve Balboni and John Crook. Yeah, I mean, they're not granted, you have a Daniel no, you got Bryce Harper. You have Come a on. Daniel Vogelbeck who is a you know the round mound of rebounds, but you look at guys like Bryce Harper and Corbin I mean, Carroll. These guys are savages now. Adley Rushfield, Jackson oh, Holiday, Trey Turner. Dude, I hate LeBron Slinger James, man. but LeBron James is 20 times the athlete, maybe 100 times the athlete than the best baseball player out there. Like straight up. Well, what I do hate you, LeBron James. What do you consider an athlete? Someone that can Define run, move fast, hit hard, do things quick. Like that's, that's what a I'm lot of baseball players were football players too, right? Right, just but, like so basketball like we, players. So I mean, they're just as athletic. It's just the game doesn't require the long skill distance, to be athletic. The, the, <laughs> no, was, the longevity. This was the eighties, and you were still quick explosive skills. And the hardest thing to do in any sport is hit a round ball with a round bat. Hit it, square. Ryan. I'm gonna sure, Ryan. I'm gonna ruin your point with with one point right here with one person. The greatest basketball player to ever play the game was Michael Jordan. He right. went and tried to play baseball. And he failed at it. He looked because, foolish. but he was a, a superior athlete. It was, it's a skill set. It's not athleticism. He, he was, he was trained athletically in a different skill set. Exactly. To say that baseball players aren't athletic is to say that marching band has no skill compared to football. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're not skilled. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying but, that they're not they're not like peak athletes. Well, then you t- you tell you tell Ronald Acuña he's not st- skilled when he's the first player to steal 60 plus bases in a season since fucking uh uh, uh Walter Ironside in 1802 or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like Are you saying they can't dunk a basketball or they can't catch a pass? I would Brady or Matt, so there's I'm a, there's that a clip it, floating around of, of, of Mookie Betts and a girl. I think she's a uh, professional woman's basketball player, and they're doing like a, a shooting challenge, and Mookie Betts whoops her ass. Right. But, like, think about, like – But he's not an athlete, Ryan. Running fast, right? Running for a long distance, running quick. Tracking lifting a weights. ball that's over 100 feet in the air. What moving about, at over a hundred miles an hour that's the size of your fist. Ryan, and you have to Usain Bolt. Usain he, Bolt. Usain Bolt. He he runs for eight seconds and that's in a straight it. line. In a straight no line. Is he, is he a superior athlete? I would say so, yeah. Then what's the difference between him and somebody who can go from home from home to home in an unprecedented amount of time? Yeah, I, I, mean, I know, and that's why I'm bringing it up. It's like I just don't see, you know, the the look best. At, look at a guy, right? Like Ellie De La Cruz. Now, this guy is a freak athlete. He's six six, uh, Hank, right? Yeah, six six, and he's six 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 seven. One of the and, two, and runs like a four two four three forty. Yep, and he throws the ball over hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I can, mean, this can, guy is like can scary throw it about a hundred feet across the diamond at over a hundred miles an hour. I don't know, man. Uh, you know. It, you can you can you know break people down athletically in different ways. I'm not saying that baseball players aren't skilled. They're absolutely skilled in what they do. But like you have uh, like this dude Waldo Acosta Cortez that is a uh, you know he went from baseball to MMA. He fights in the UFC, and they say this over and over again that this guy he throws his overhand right like he's pitching a baseball right. 
and he got his first knockout like just recently you know I, that's that's one way to see it like okay so you mentioned a pitcher there was a cat the uh a, a week or two ago who threw a complete game it was a no hitter until he had two outs in the ninth and then and then the no hitter got broke up on a solo shot he was about to have a perfect uh not a perfect game but a, a complete game shutout no hitter and he threw 134 pitches that night in today's right. world, that's insane. I don't know, dude. I'm saying, tell him, are you dip? If you can chew about- dip, you can have a mouthful of sunflower seeds while you're playing a game. I think you know, ninety percent of the time, you're standing still. You're not. Well, doing that's what you would say about the NFL. NFL, but they're not getting paid for that ninety percent of, of the time. Right. Think about the NFL. Like like DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is one of the fastest guys in the NFL or Tyreek Hill. But then they went and went against Olympic sprinters and they're not doing as well. So it's all about I think the thing about an athlete is just how you train. You train. We'll see. You don't train to be an athlete. You train to do what you're doing. Right. To your point. No matter what it is. The Philadelphia Eagles actually have an Olympic sprinter on their roster. Yeah. I define MMA guy to go out there and try to hit a baseball or I define MMA guy to go across the middle and get lit up by Ray Lewis. But by the same token, I'm not saying that Freddie Freeman's going to take off from Tuesday night's lineup with the Dodgers and then go score (laughs) 35 for the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not the Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson era when those guys were crazy playing baseball games during the week and then going playing NFL on Sunday. Deion Sanders is the only human to ever score a touchdown and hit a home run in the same week. Yep. Well, and then there's that guy, even from the kid from Colorado, who played this weekend. Uh, from he played. He he's a true two way player. He played the whole yeah. game at uh corner and snaps or something wide like that. receiver. Yep. Yeah, and you man, don't hear about that anymore. It's it, it it's interesting to have the conversation. It, you know, to me, I think that that is what is limiting baseball it, it, from getting like super popular. And and you guys will say that it's popular, right? Because well, you're interested, would... your circle is interested. I'm not saying that UFC is more popular than baseball at all, like at all. Like MMA is well, I would I mean, argue it's underneath that hockey when it comes to that. Two guys whooping each other's ass is probably the oldest sport known to man. Sure. Yeah. We could take that back to Cain and Abel. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for baseball was it hurt themselves when they did talk about the unwritten rules. And they're like, oh, well, you just don't understand because you don't play, you know, whatever. And that was always the excuse of like, well, why can't you stand there and and you know admire your home run oh well it's an unwritten rule or why can't you do oh well it's an unwritten rule but they seem with the infusion of the youth and everything else that they're doing they really seem to be getting away from that which i think is helping them come back into the mainstream that plus i don't i can't think of any mlb player who really has come out and taken a political stance like you have in the in the nba and in the nfl and i think that's something that's really helped them as well well, let's just take it from another side. Let's look at just the big three sports, baseball, basketball, football here in America. Baseball is the only sport where you might have to play for 10 years professionally before you actually make it to the major leagues. In football, you've got a handful of years between junior high, which I know a lot of kids start when they're in elementary school nowadays, but you know, for us rednecks, we just start in junior high high school and then you're lucky enough to play a year or two in college and then you've maybe got 10 years in the nfl depending on your position 
in 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 the NBA, yeah, I know they got the development league, but you don't hear about people spending seven years in the development league before they break through. You either move on or you pretty much don't. In baseball, you might have a kid that's no longer a kid. 34-year-old Drew Maggi in the Pirates system spent 13 years in the minor league system before he ever got called up. The thing about baseball is it's because it's so difficult that I believe it makes it so beautiful. If everybody could do it, it wouldn't be special. If everybody could get up there and hit the ball six times or better out of ten, then the Hall of Fame would be meaningless. Baseball is the only sport where you can go up and three out of ten times gets you in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Football and football, if you have a quarterback that only completes 30% of his passes, he's getting laughed out of the league in the first year. Yep. And in basketball, if you have a guy that only ever hits 30% of his shots, he's not going to be on the league in the league for very long. In baseball, if you're hitting 300 year in and year out, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame after an average 10 year career. Yep. And that's think- if you're any sort of average defenseman. I think with that too, and I'm, the the biggest thing for me, and this is coming from somebody who played at a fairly high level, the most beautiful thing to me about baseball is the fact it's the only sport out there you can't run the clock out in. You have to play all nine innings or more. You can't no, less innings if the if the home team is up. You know what I mean? Like then it's done. In, like with eight and a half innings. Not in the majors. You got to play all nine innings. No, dude. It, I've watched games. I bet on baseball all the time, and they'll end it at at, at nine. Like at the top of the but, ninth, but, they'll end but, it. Yeah, one team, nine innings. One to one team only gets yeah. eight and a half innings. The the if the home team's winning after the after they pitch the top of the ninth inning, there's no need for them to do that's what their I'm saying. Three. So like that's the only game that doesn't go to the end. <laughs> that's what's strange to me. It's a weird but, fucking but game. Te- but technically it is because the other team has those final three outs to do what they're going to do each, or they're each not. Each team gets the, uh, the opportunity twi- to it, there's have twi- 27 outs. Don't so then why it. not run up to score? Why not just be like, hey, well, we beat you, you can't, guys, but let's just run up to score. That. What good does that do, though? It doesn't you help. You can't control running up to, to tell this other team, fuck you. It's a gentleman's game, I know. But it's like, hey, we beat you. Let's fucking run up to score more. You can't You can't do that in baseball. Yeah. I know. Can, that's, what's, can, that's what's whack about it. Even if you put a position player that's never pitched a day in their life since they're, they're 30-something years old, they haven't pitched since they were 12 in the in the little leagues, you can put him on the mound and professional players that get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to hit a baseball cannot do it. Yeah. Ronald Acuna celebrated hitting a single off of a position player two nights ago. Well, Freddie, was it Freddie Freeman who struck him out last year? Freddie Freddie Freeman struck some or Freddie Freeman got struck out by somebody. Rizzo, I think. I think it was Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. Back when he was with the Cubs, but but, but yeah. it's impossible to to run the score up in in the sense that you could in basketball or football in baseball because you've got to throw a pitch and you've got to swing at it, and you yeah you can't really guide where and, the ball's going to go. And if the pitcher can't, what about can't like walking a batter? You know, deliberately walking. Saying, well, here, here's I the mean, deal too: you run the score up. Nolan Ryan's pitching the three next outs. night. Guess who's getting a pitch in the ribs? Everybody. 
pinch yeah. hitting everybody all these things dude it's a strange game that's what i'm saying like i think that that is what like my point of bringing all these things up is i think this is why it's not popular and and you guys will will say that it's that it is more popular but it's you know, gaining popularity right it was I think definitely, it's gaining it was definitely down see it 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 hit its like peak in the early 2000s like 2001 late, yeah Yankees, late 90s early 2000s and then when they had to quote unquote clean up it really changed the game it slowed it down it took With it the steroids been, getting out of there it, yeah steroids it, single-handedly saved it Major saved League baseball, baseball. In the 90s, because baseball does not market its product or its players, you will not find Major League Baseball commercials like you will for football games or basketball games. And you don't see Major League players with the sponsorships either, for the most part. Exactly. They don't market their product. If they marketed their product, then you we wouldn't be having this conversation because it would be on equal standing. But the thing is, is baseball has a Hey, the people that are in are all the way in. The St. Louis Cardinals are having the worst season that I've ever been alive for in almost 33 years, and they still fill out the stadium at Bush every night. And on the flip side, I will go with what Ryan's saying. Like on the flip side, you look at like the Oakland days, right? And they may have 500 people at – Hey, go easy. That's our boy Kirby's team. (laughs) <laughs> hey, that used to be my team when they had McGuire and all that back in the 80s as well. That was the team I followed. But, you know, now and that's the whole reason they're moving to Vegas because they can't get the they can't get the 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 following. They can't get the fans. It's the same problem Tampa has. Ownership you know, you, is the problem in Oakland. And the granted, you don't have that problem in the NBA or the or the NFL or probably even hockey. No, or, but they're also smaller stadiums. Right. Granted, in in the NBA and, and NHL, much smaller stadiums. I mean, you're talking a th- half to a right. third of some baseball stadiums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, not, that's that's not what I'm saying is the optics, the optics may make it seem like it's a, a, an inferior product, you know, just based on the optics, based on the, on the fans or whatever. But, you know, to anybody who has played the game or been around the game for just a long time and, and understand, maybe that's what it is. You understand what you're, what you're looking at a little bit more and Ryan, I think it's the same way. Like you have just kind of the casual fan watching UFC and they've got three, two guys who are wrestling on the ground for, for three rounds that the, the, like if my wife went and watched that, she'd have no clue what was going on. I'd be able to look and well, go, the, oh, he's, John, he's in that situation, and... the fans start booing. Right. Yeah. Well, and listen too, like you guys all played baseball, you know, some of you higher levels than I, Hank, I'm not sure how far, you know, I just you played, played baseball. into high school. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's a somewhat high level, right? I played no. like Matt said, like I played when I was a kid, dude. Like I, I understand you can get to like college and all that. So I'm just saying like sticking with a sport and playing it. I was never like an MMA fighter, right? I fought kids in like bathrooms in my high school that's what i did right that's what we used to do so i was never like even an amateur right when it comes to that but so i get why like it's a it's a passionate thing for you guys i i totally get it but i'm saying like on a massive scale that's why like the super bowl is so much bigger than the world series is because like they've done something with football right yeah, they marketed it properly. Yeah, it's just they marketed it, it and it's yeah. it's more entertaining, man. You know, you you get well, like sure. you'll get six and it, and right, it's one game versus seven, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of factors, but by far 
the NFL is more popular than than baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's all that I was saying. No argument there. One thing I will say is, is anybody can throw on a set of pads and go hit somebody hard. Not everybody can go stand at the plate and hit a 500 foot fucking jack. Well, Hank, that's a that's a great <laughs> tra- segue to transition to what I have pulled up here because have you guys seen this oh documentary? My God. On, this is the on wildest H- story Max? ever. I watched it two nights ago. It's called I, I BS High. Okay, I remember when this happened in real life. Like, yeah, when all this unfolded. So, a little backstory on this. So, there's this guy named Roy Johnson. And he, I don't know if people are familiar, but there's this IMG Academy down in Florida. Yep. And this is a prep school that is basically a football program that has a school so they can keep accreditation, right? And yep. and and the kids, it's basically a minor league system for Division One colleges. Yep. So this guy, you know, and that's down in Florida. This guy in Ohio came up with this idea that he was going to do this, right? So he starts recruiting these kids and gets this team together and starts playing games. But they these kids have no school, right? They're they're living in hotels. He's not paying the bills in hotels, so they, they get evicted. Um, and so he has these kids, and all of a sudden, he starts it in 2018 with this place called, I think it was Chris. Uh, it was something Christian COH Academy or something like that. And they were, they were tied to a church kind of, well, the church cut ties with them. The Bishop said, we have no affiliation with this football program whatsoever. These kids don't go to our school. So they end up, this guy's whole idea was he ended up working with this, this agent, so to speak, that schedules high school games. He goes, I want the hardest schedule high school schedule in America. The guy has no, 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 never really played before or anything. So these kids somehow end up playing this IMG Academy on ESPN in 2021. And IMG Academy ends up beating them 58 to nothing. The announcers are talking all sorts of shit about this uh, Bishop Sycamore high school. And like, what is this? This is these, this is a joke. Now the crazy part about it is some of these kids that he was recruiting were like 20 and 21 years old. Hmm. Like one of the kids went to Juco was on a Juco roster quit and then went back and played high school ball, which if anybody understands that he went to college, then came back and played high school. It's totally illegal. And now if you think about it, yeah, you have 20, 21 year olds playing against 15, 16, 17 year old kids. And these guys are getting their ass kicked by kids. They're and out there sharing helmets. Yes. They didn't even have enough equipment for all the kids. So as they're running off the field, they're flipping their helmet to another kid running on the field. And wasn't the address for the school like a P.O. box or something like that? Essentially, yes. Yeah. And, and he got caught a couple of different times and like kept finding ways to do it. Yes. Well, and, and it's the, not a badass though. The you craziest, I mean? the craziest part about the whole thing, right? He never broke a law. <laughs> he never did anything illegal other than, you know, the fraud that he did to finance it and all the people that he didn't pay and everything and pitting but, adults against minors. Might well, be and here you want to hear the craziest part that they didn't really hit on much in the documentary. And I want to know more about this. 
he made the kids when they signed up, he made him give them their name, address, and then social security number and shit. Nice. And then what he did, <laughs> he was opened up PPP loans in these kids' <laughs> names for like 20 grand a piece. I One kid it. had two of them in his own name and didn't even know about it. Guy's so, an evil genius. Can we zoom in on his neck? It looks like he's like a an orc or something. He's got a headset on, <laughs> probably. He's yeah, his headset around that? his neck here. That's his headset right here. It's okay. pulled down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude looks yeah, like this, he's got this tusks. This guy is the most <laughs> cocky piece of shit like I could ever think of. Uh yeah, they don't show a picture of him. And so because like the the early season of high school footballs, you'll get, uh, I don't know the proper proper word, interstate games. You'll get the top team in Texas playing the top team in California, or the top right. team in Florida playing the top team from Texas, or whatever. And so this was a big deal because, like like Matt was saying, like you're not going to a high school when you go to IMG, when you go to modern day, when you go to um, St. John's. Yeah. Bishop Gorman, St. John Bosco's schools like these, they're, they're only schools by technicality. And Brian, that's where the Fertitas kids went. They went to Bishop Gorman out in Vegas. That's where that Tate Martell kid went too. Yes. They were all on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're literally going to become a product of the sport. And then you just get a a curriculum attached to it. I think that really hurt hurt that guy too was it was right on the heels of whatever that Netflix documentary was uh, where they had like the three quarterbacks that they followed. QB1. QB1, yeah. It was right on the heels of that as well. So I think everybody's really starting to look into these into these high schools because they started seeing things a little bit behind the scenes of if they would have scored 17 points, they never would have gotten looked at twice. If they would have scored 24 or 35 to, to they would have been like, Oh, okay. These boys can might can play some football, but for them to go get blanked and not even have enough helmets for the kids. Like, and Hank, they had no athletic trainers. One of the kids blew out his ACL and one of the, the pair, the moms ran out on the field to help him. And they're yep. like, where's your training staff? And she's like, I'm the training staff today. She's he's like, where's your bag and all your uh, supplies? She's like, I don't have anything. Like, that's yep. how bad it was with for these kids. And and so the craziest part about it is the, the quarterback, who was a decent player, older, um, he, act, after the season, got into Grambling State, which is uh, one of the, the black colleges, HBCU HBC. colleges. And he gets accepted, gets a scholarship there. Then they find out that he went to this school, this this scam. They had to rescind his scholarship because of, you know, he didn't meet NCAA criteria because at this Bishop Sycamore, they it didn't give a shit about school. school. They didn't give a shit about these kids or any of the rules or anything. So these kids all wasted a year of their life and most of them, it ended up hurting them. Because everybody wants to be on an AAU team or own an AAU team or have something to do with something that's like an AAU team. And it just completely ruins everything for everybody. And the reason why it's allowed to happen is because of the amount of money, money. in high school sports, which is crazy well, that, to think yeah. about, right? That the way- it's, it's a bunch of adults profiting off of minors. Well, and the colleges are good with it because they know that they're going to funnel 
you know, they're going to funnel those kids to whatever school. That was the big thing about uh, in the high school basketball, the AU, the, uh, the guy who started the, the whole. Uh, oh, Sonny, Sonny, Sonny Vicaro. Sonny Vicaro. Yeah. His thing was like, Oh, you're a Nike school where we're going to funnel this kid. Cause he's been and I, Oh, you're a Reebok school. We're going to funnel this kid to you because he's, you know, he's been around Reebok or whatever. And that's, that's all it is. Is It's just a, just a big money. Didn't well, you play the clip on here, Matt, of Cartman slave trading the college football I, athletes? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love that clip. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> He's like, yo, slaves, I mean, student athletes, <laughs> you know? It's like, dude, that's what it is, man. They're literally slaves when they're playing at that level. This is great. <laughs> Especially now with all the no, NIL. Well, and workers, yes, I'd be willing to offer you $40 for two of the white ones and 50 for the blacks. Are you referring to our student athletes? Student athletes. Oh, that is brilliant, <laughs> sir. Now, when we sell their likeness for video games, how do we get around paying for our slave uh, student athletes then? Look, there are good reasons why our student athletes cannot be paid, young man. I ain't arguing. If they got paid, the then how we make all our money, right? <laughs> The yeah, Buffalo. it's the Buffaloes. Yeah, man. Dude, that's, that's crazy because was that episode made before? Um, yes. Oh, that's an old, old episode. That's old, yeah. Oh, old that's episode. wild. I mean, I know Colorado used to be good back at way back in the day, but well, right. and they were known for paying their players. Yep. Were they really? Bill Stewart and all those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it was like UNLV of college football. They had rape. They they had all sorts of rape problems out there, and oh yeah, it was the wild, had, wild west. It, yeah, man. Hey, that's... I, right. You got to see this one, and we we talked about this on Hank's show. This is one of the most gangster moves ever made in draft history. Okay, so listen to this card of a player who never played in the NHL. In fact, this guy Taro Sujimoto didn't even exist. In the 1974 NHL draft, Buffalo GM Punch Imlac conjured up a fake Japanese hockey player as a prank to pull on the league. Imlac was bored with the very slow draft process that took place by phone and wanted to spice things up. The name Taro Sujimoto came from a local Japanese store that PR director Paul Whelan drove by occasionally. Eventually the prank came to light and the Buffalo Sabre fans, instead of getting mad at Imlac for wasting a draft pick ate it up. Soon, We Want Tarot chants could be heard at Sabres home games, and Sujimoto custom jerseys popped up everywhere. Then in 2010, Panini released a rare Tarot Sujimoto rookie card with their score, rookies, and traded set. And it's actually quite hard to find these. Only two have ever been graded at PSA, and there have only been two recent sales on eBay, including one that sold for $115. Not bad for a prank card based on a prank player. That's incredible. Dude, that card should be worth more than $115 if there's two out there. Well, that you know of. Two graded, yeah. That's incredible. I, see, people need to do that. Like, that would make more sports more interesting to more people is if they, you know, and I understand that maybe it, like, degrades the integrity of the sport or whatever, but it would get more eyes on it, dude. Like, that's why, like, yeah, what, what is if the you most had to, like, draft one celebrity per draft? Or one, you know, one per, and they had you. They filmed them going through camp like a normal person against a pro athlete. Right. That but happened. Like my, what was the my, what was the the sprinter the 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 other month? There's a sprinter that did that. He was just some normal guy from like Lithuania or whatever, and he had to run a hundred yard dash, and it took him like 
30 seconds when all the other <laughs> he was just some like normal guy nobody even realized it until afterwards he's out there against he's out there running against i'm about to find it well dude, what i was gonna say about. is like you know we're talking about these great sports right and you know what is the most popular sport among like kind of younger kids right now hot dog co- eating contest <laughs> I, I i wish it was Fortnite. <laughs> fucking influencer boxing dude that is the number one thing that is popular with like dumb kids that don't pay for any of these things but the reason that they're so interested in it is because and boxing's boring as shit by the way but if you actually like see why these kids are into it it's because it's people like logan and jake paul ksi these people that have zero talent but they are making it interesting because of the antics. You know what I mean? They need to introduce antics to these things to get more eyes on them. The I mean, dude, old people love baseball. Old people love football. Old people love boxing. Hey, but you need I'll, to get this new generation into all this. I'll shit. tell you what, Ryan. If more more things like this happen in baseball, fist fights. Yes, this was awesome. Yeah, this is the Tim Anderson and. Uh, Jose Ramirez. This, uh, and this dude deserved to get knocked out, by the way. Nothing. Like, dropping gloves on a baseball field. You never see that. And then he gets the KO. <laughs> right on the jaw. Yeah, it was a perfectly placed oh punch. They the both kind of throw like uh, women. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. That punch was like that. Dude. He me. just caught him right there on that ouch button. Yep. But I'm switch. telling you, yeah, they need to do that. Like we've we've talked about it before in different sports. Like they need to have like sanctioned fighting in some sports. Right. Like, okay. Here's here's 30 seconds. Just go at it. You know, let them have at it. Let them do Nolan it. Nolan Ryan is still a living legend because of the six hits he threw on Jesse Ventura. Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura. Same. Same. <laughs> Jesse Ventura would be sick though. <laughs> that even that would have been a WWE match. Jesse the Body. Ages. Yeah. Yeah, dude, governor. I mean, it would be epic though. Like, you know, if someone disagrees yeah. in baseball, you get one, you get 30 seconds per inning, right? Average fight lasts less than 30 seconds, by the way. Yeah, so I mean, you think can... about hockey fights, they don't last long. I mean, it's maybe 30, 30 seconds is a long time. Fuck yeah, it is, dude. BKFC rounds are two minutes long, and people usually get knocked out in one round in those fights. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like yeah, dude, let, let these guys throw hands, man. Let that t- testosterone get out there. Make it fun. I don't know. That's just my idea. I think we there's nothing a- that you're ever going to say when it comes to sports that a fight couldn't make it more fun. You're never going to be like, oh, I wish I didn't see that guy get yeah, I wish that, I wish that fight didn't happen, man. Yeah. I think if they do that, though, you got to pause for two minutes and let people place their bets. Sure. They got to hop on DraftKings or or whatever. And be able to place their bets. What if you hype up that night's fight too? Yeah, you got you you do a little pre-plan, like you know, when they had that back in the day. I mean, this is probably before some of you. I know John, you're probably with me here, but the the Red Wings and I can't remember who they played, but there was a fight that was going to happen between Bob Probert and Ty Domi. Oh yeah, it was the Flyers. Was it the Flyers? I don't remember if he was the fly. He Domi bounced around with the Rangers and everybody. Rangers, Flyers, the Maple Leafs. It was like one of the before the uh game started in the paper everybody knew these guys were gonna fight that night and it was gonna and as soon as that puck dropped boom they just everybody let them have at it and it was awesome that's great hell yeah we need to bring back bum fights man 
bum fight just fighting man it's good like they that's the thing too with it. with kids in elementary school man kids need to be allowed to fight a little bit you know what i mean Dude, like, that's been my whole point that y'all been hearing me say since y'all been hearing me say it man folks start getting their shit rocked there once in a while and this country will course correct real quick well that's yeah, why dude. that's why i, no, I think son in jujitsu was just for that reason to get it's my so favorite he had to he, he quote his ass kick some days it's my favorite quote ever by mike tyson you know he says everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth yep yep you gotta say it like he says it though oh dude <laughs> everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth like that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it, I think it's important, dude. I don't know, but oh, I agree. Everybody, everybody should be knocked out at least once. I've never been knocked out by a person, but I think that it is important to at least get punched. You know what I mean? Like get 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 hurt. You know, get yes. get you know get yes. bloodied up. Yes, yes. Bloody nose. Walk your back jaw to hurts school. the next day. Something like that. After getting your ass kicked with the fat lip and the black eye, and you have to explain what happened. Oh, the and worst. You go back to school, to go to the school. next. Yeah, you got to go back to school with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. That that's a very character building moment. It's a whole. I used new to walk love walking around with a black eye, though. I used to really like it because it's kind of cool, dude. Like you walk around, and you're like, and people are wondering what happened. The worst is when you get the black eye, and your eye the is red inside, and it yeah. just looks like <laughs> and like disaster. yellow kind of. Oh. Yeah. Well, eventually yeah. the people that want are the, are the dickheads in life, they'll realize that you're not worth their time because you might, it's not that, that you're going to win the fight against them every time. It's that you're going to fight that fight against them every time. And, and if you're going to fight back, that's too much for them. They got to have the easy win. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, the moment they decide to become police officers. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, but to that point too, like how how Matt, you you're throwing your kid in jujitsu. Cops need to learn wrestling and jujitsu, and maybe like some Muay Thai or something like that. Fucking cops should have to be in shape at least. It's an embarrassment that you got these fat fucks that can't run, can't have no cardio whatsoever that are police officers. Yeah, they got the taser and the gun. It's like they're going to use one of those two things, you know? Yep. Dude, I saw a great meme today. It was this lady and her glasses are all sideways. And she goes, ladies, I got some advice for you. She goes, make sure you never mix up your taser and your vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do that again. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, man. It's crazy, dude. My, uh, My sister's boyfriend yesterday, we went out for my mom's birthday. And um, she you know, he was saying like, Hey dude, like how many of these security guards that are like, you know, malls and grocery stores and things like this, do you think would actually deter something bad from happening? And my dad right away goes 5%, 5% of these guys could actually do something. You know, if someone were to actually push back and be like, Hey, no, fuck you. I'm going to steal this. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? You're going to call the cops. I can get out of here by that time. So it, it, it they're really just meant to be like a set of eyes, and so many people it's are. It's a deterrent, Ryan. That's all it is. It's yeah, just yeah, to it's, let you know that well, hey, somebody's watching you. In some states, it's not even a deterrent. Now you can in California, you can walk in with a big old trash bag, take at least what is it under a thousand dollars worth of stuff yeah. or whatever, and you're fine. Well, in, in, in our malls, we got like Paul Blart. We got these fat fucks <laughs> that are on segways. 
and they couldn't like you said right they couldn't chase you down they couldn't do apprehend anyone even a teenager but so what do they do they use the walkie-talkie and that's it they're just they're just there to have well, the appearance Right. It's it's a set of eyes. And even if they wanted to stop someone, what they would do is just say stop. Yes. The person would say no and then just well, run a, away. And then a that's lot of that. them have a lot of them have to be there just for insurance reasons. Yeah. Sure. If, if, if a store or a mall is going to be insured, then the insurance company says you've got to have security guards on staff. Well, right. so the what's higher, crazy the higher, the, higher the guy who's going to work for seven dollars an hour, you know, or yeah, minimum wage is versus I yeah. was I was just going to say that because I was talking to the the gym that I go to is inside of like, it's a mall, I guess it's not really but they have security and I was talking to one of the security guys because he came out all pissed off one morning at like 530 in the morning like what's up man. And he's like, you won't believe this shit he goes, these people, he's like I'm in trouble for actually stopping someone who had uh, shoplifted like $1,500 worth of shit. (laughs) <laughs> and I stopped them, detained them until the police got there. And now they want to fire me. He goes, they pay me fucking minimum wage. He goes, I have no weapons, no nothing. And I'm just trying to do my job. And now I did my job. And now they want to fire me because he I should be happy. Cause next time that that happens, just step aside, let the guy steal shit. Now, you yeah. know that you don't have to do a damn thing. You're getting well, paid you to stand ask- there. Next time. Just ask guy. Hey, take this for me too. I'll meet you outside. We'll meet exactly. by my car. Let's split it. Yeah. I hey, I want this video game. I want this video game console, but it's it's too much. Or I want this box of baseball cards. That's what I want to do is go rob a I want to go rob a baseball card store. Yeah. Dude, an hey. old friend that I had, he his dad used to do that. He would go around and make friends with uh like grocery store like uh security guards, and they would rob the banks inside the grocery stores. Yep. <laughs> Hey Hank, I know you. I know you got a dip. Uh, I, I appreciate it, man. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, man, dude, I so much uh, appreciate you having me back on here, John and Ryan. It's been great talking to y'all. I got work in the morning, so I got to bounce up out of this thing. Uh, when the warden says it's time to go to bed, you best believe <laughs> we're going to bed. Lights out. I ain't sleeping <laughs> on no motherfucking couch tonight. Not for y'all. I love y'all, but not that much. <laughs> no, but y'all come find me on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm on all your major podcatchers. Uh, also, me and Chef Kyle from the Sunday Night Secret Society podcast, we just started up a uh, side project called Holistic Roots. It's a non-conspiratorial, non-political show Um best way i could describe it would be like our rendition of a self-help show like real world daily things that you can apply to your life to try to move away from the system as much as possible whether that be gardening and canning what you're growing in your garden whether that be um meditation and trying to center yourself on a spiritual level so that your body might function a little bit better things of those natures you know uh more self-reliance independence so maybe you don't have to go to your grocery store for everything kind of like a homesteading spiritual woo-woo mixture of how can we get better at living this daily life and it's a it's a journey for both of us because we're both trying to put what we learn into into daily you know practical use so we're not just talking about it we're actually doing it and it's it's fun looking at some of the stuff and uh 
some of the stuff make you pissed off. Like when you, when you get into like your, the contents of your tap water and stuff, uh, Matt, I got to thank you for that. You've, uh, posted that EWG.org website and talked about it. And I, me and Drew, we're getting ready to do a little episode on it. I've kind of broken down what's in my local water and boy, let me tell you to piss you off. It'll piss you right off. But so that's where you can find me. Once again, I'm sorry. I hate to ramble there. Uh, fellas, it's been great hanging out with y'all. I wish y'all a great evening and I will catch y'all later. Be good, my man. Take it easy, dude. Yeah, man. He's right about that. That shit will make you mad. Oh, dude. Yeah, you saw that. You had what? All arsenic and all that shit. I mean, it's just, it's it's mind-blowing. And then the list. It'll make you go bald. Yeah. And like the episode you did on the fluoride and all that shit. It's like, man, it's not in there to benefit us at all. Nope. Yeah, dude, like these families too that 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 do this shit. You know those solves that I that I told you about on the Monday yep. Night Master Debater show last week. How the fuck do do they not get in trouble or do they not get called out? But we do if we you know don't don't you know properly account for all of our carbon that we're putting out. Well, it's whatever, like the Sackler family. I guess there's a new uh, documentary on Netflix. I don't have Netflix anymore, so I got to find it on the Fire Stick. Um, but it's called Painkiller. And it's all about the Sackler family and the opioid crisis and how they knowingly were selling heroin, right? Yeah. Oh, is that the one with uh, with Ferris Bueller? I don't know who's in it. I, like I said, I haven't seen it. I, I heard the guy, Peter Berg did it. Okay, yeah. He was on Rogan last week and I was listening to the interview that they did and they were talking about it. And it's just, it's unbelievable. It's the same thing they did with, uh, what was that heart medication that killed like 50,000 people that Pfizer put out and they had to pay like $6 billion to people, but they ended up making 12. So it was yeah, profit. It's chump change, man. Well, that's the you, thing. You know, I say this sort of tongue in cheek, but Ryan, you said how the, you don't, you just, you don't have the money they have and you don't have the influence. You know, that's, that's how they get away with it is they have the influence and they have the money and you know, us underlings, we don't. And that's well, why dude, John, imagine, imagine you uh, obviously you wouldn't do this, but imagine you poison an entire city with fluoride, let's say, right. You poison it. You put so much fluoride in this river that they're sourcing their water from. And then all said and done, you got to pay $5 to yep. those people that's what that would be like with well, your current bankroll was it you guys who brought who brought up on one of the monday night master debaters or somebody else may have brought it up in a different one i was listening to but about how they poisoned the whole city of st louis by by putting the they had these 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 things that would spray chemicals off the top of buildings in st louis back in the yep i don't remember what year it was but it was basically like everybody knows it. the government knew the city officials knew and just nobody nobody was held accountable for it yeah, man, it's sad. It's just crazy because, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, when people hear like, oh, they had to pay $750 million or whatever, like that sounds like a shitload. But then you look at their profits and it's like I said, it's like it's like one of us paying five dollars. It's nothing. Right. And, and the amount that that, you know, it's it's not even really comparable because the amount that that money can actually go to when we're talking millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that I mean, you can't even understand how little that effect has on that bottom line same thing with facebook when they got uh you know pop for data you know laundering or whatever the hell you want to call that 
they got to pay like I think it was like twelve million dollars. It's like, dude, Facebook literally pisses twelve million dollars a second. Like it doesn't matter to them when they have to do that. What do we got here? Yeah, this is what John was talking about. The army spraying, spraying St. Louis with toxic aerosol in the 1950s. So, yeah, yeah it was uh, in the mid 50s. The army used motorized blowers atop low income housing high rise at schools and from the backs of station wagons to send a potentially dangerous compound into the already hazy air in the predominantly black areas of St. Louis. Local officials were told at the time that the government was testing smokescreen that could shield St. Louis from aer aerial observation in the case the Russians attacked. Right? The Russians are going all the way to fucking St. Louis. If they make it that far, we're, we're fucked. So, yeah. yeah, this is another, like, Tus Tuskegee-type experiment. Yeah. More well, dude, I was running that, you know, I did that five-part series a while back on MK Ultra, and they were literally pumping LSD in the subways in New York yep. like back in the fucking 60s. You know, if they can do that, there's high amounts of lithium in the air in California. You know, it's like lithium yeah. is, a, is a drug that calms you down and makes you docile, similar to fluoride. So, you know, they're just doing this stuff, man. And it's just, uh, you know, look over here, look at Trump getting arrested, look at all these things. So that you don't have to pay attention to what what's actually gonna you know really going ruin on. everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that and the the crazy C forty city shit. I don't know if you guys right. did. You guys see the shit with Mayor Adams? Was Today? that something that you sent in that in that video? Because the one yeah, thing that here, I saw was I'll, that I'll what play you it right here. He uh, Mayor Adams. Uh, they're now going to monitor your meat consumption. Oh Check yeah, this yeah. Shit out. I'm excited to announce that for the first time in our city's history. We're measuring just how much of an impact our food choices have on our emissions. First time we're doing this. We worked with the C40 Cities uh, Climate Leadership Group, and I want to take my hat off to a great corporate uh, partner, American Express. So hey, he's got a chef right next to him, though, so it's got to be good so how, food. How do they monitor the emissions from food? Like, I eat a bowl of chili? Am I wearing a... They're going to, depending monitor. on how many pounds of meat you consume, you will be, get a certain carbon tax, right? Like, no, it's, it's, but you know, and, and it's things like that, that I don't know if you guys saw, but they finally started the construction on that, uh, 15 mile long, whatever in Saudi Arabia, the, whatever it's the called, line. The, the line, they finally started construction on that. You don't see any kind of reporting on that, but you see reporting on this kind of junk. It's all tied together, though, man. You know, my uh, again, you know, going back to like, you know, the younger generation, my my sister and her boyfriend, dude, they were talking. They went to Best Buy and they saw, you know, this three thousand dollars Samsung smart refrigerator and they thought it was so cool. And I was telling them, it's like that's going to track the amount of meat that you have in your refrigerator. And they have smart toilets, too, that when you take a shit, it's going to tell you how healthy you are based off of your shit. And then they're like, well, what, what does that matter if they tell you how healthy you are? Well, then they can hike your interest rate or your um, insurance rate, rather. They can hike all these things up and they can make you pay more and, and uh, you know, be part of the system. And you're That's all, all part of this plan. And you heard him mention the C40 cities. And, and guys, I recommend you read this. It's called The Future of Urban Consumption in a One and a Half Degree Celsius World. And it's it's a, what is it? It's got... 68 pages and it goes through and it tells you what their plan is and one of their plans is that you consume zero grams of meat what is one and a half degrees celsius is that like 40 degrees fahrenheit or something 
I have no idea. Because zero Celsius would be freezing 32. I'm American. Well, I don't and know it that changes. Kind of stuff. Yeah. It's I don't I don't understand that whole system. <laughs> that would be a freezing world, though. It'd be a very cold world, essentially. Yeah. Like we'll say 34 they're degrees. Basically, they're telling you that you'd you'd be allowed like one flight every three years. I mean, it's all these crazy ideas that they have for this shit like how they're going to control your emissions and you know and it's all these c40 cities and right you were talking about it with me before when you said hey type in you know a local city by you and then type in 15 minute city and see you know and obviously boston is they're big into this c40 and all those people it's the same concept they've now changed it from 15 minute cities to this C40 city initiative. So anytime you guys hear C40, you know, shit's about to hit the fan. Crazy. Sounds like C4 almost, right? Like it's going to blow yeah. up. Like yeah, it's, just it's just an implosion. It's just 10 times worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. And again, it's all about control. It gets you in these little hives and then there's nowhere for you to go. I mean, well, the, and, they and the question is always, okay, if this is what they're telling you, then what, what don't you know? You yeah. know, what, what is it that they're hiding? Because well, if, if they're giving you this, then there's obviously something else that they don't, that they're not giving you. But the other side of it is, again, you have to go to these places, right? right? You have to go in these cities. I'm not going anywhere near yeah. a Most people will. Boston yeah, dude. New York. I mean, that's Most like, people will. yeah, it's like, it's like dangling the carrot out there for you right in front of the trap. And as soon as you take that bait, boom. The gate closes and now you're in. Matt, dude, someone, someone, I think it was actually Kim that mentioned this was that um, there's three locations in the entire country that have like backup reserves for elites. Um, I'll see if I can get in here to mention it, but Tucson is one of these three locations worldwide, uh, nationwide that has like backup reserves of like food. It sounds money. like like the Greenbrier setup that they had. Yeah. Maybe that's it too. But that's the thing too, is if you're in these like rural areas, if you're not a hundred percent self-sufficient, you're going to get pushed into those areas eventually, man. You know what I mean? Like that's, what's so scary about all these things myself too. Like, yeah, I live in Tucson, but who gives a fuck, you know, cause it's, uh, you know, I have, I have, you know, guns i've got bullets i've got you know a decent amount of food and water and stuff stored up but um you know if worse comes to worse i'm gonna get pushed into one of these things too if i don't want to starve to death and if i can't hunt for my meat to a certain extent yeah so, like I just that's, come to texas ryan i'll, I'll host you okay I'll, you bring the, a, I'll bring some guns and bullets as long as you can clean a chicken coop we're good i can clean a chicken coop i can do more than that too because the one <laughs> thing on my property that's the biggest thing i hate to do is clean my chicken coop I can do that. I'm a good shot too. I can shoot some some meat. It's just there depending on where we're at. What do we got here? This is that Greenbrier Hotel I was telling you about. This used to be an old Cold War bunker. And so under this hotel, this is the actual hotel here. Um, under it, they have this lavish compound, these massive, you know, doors, ton, you know, a couple ton doors that are, you know, all nuclear resistant. And so if there's ever an incident in D.C., these these politicians would all go to this Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. And uh, that was that used to be the old getaway spot for all the D.C. crowd. Like you were talking about that place in Tucson, right? 
Yeah, I don't know if there's necessarily a bunker, but yeah, there's something where it's like I, I Kim mentioned it. I'm sure she doesn't even remember it. I was gonna go ask her, but she was telling me something about this stuff. And there's three locations. West Virginia must be one. Um, I know New Zealand has a lot of bunkers for some of these elites and stuff too, but there's three in the country. And it, it was interesting that Tucson was one. And then you look at that show, Last Man on Earth or whatever, Last Man in the World, it's based out of Tucson. Um, it's just weird, dude. You, you wonder what. Well, what then the whole... you got the. Is it in, is it Antarctica where they have the? They're storing all the seeds down the there as well. They, they've got all the. Those... There was one of those in Europe also. Yeah. That'd be like a Noah's Ark type thing. It's that's like... that was what it essentially was. It was like you know one of everything they're supposed to have in case of an apocalypse or something happened that they got would a have little this uh, elephant down there future generations yeah like yeah it's like the remember dude remember those pills those little pill looking things when you put them in water and they turn into foam animals yeah they're sponges yeah that's like that uh, sea monkeys yeah sea monkeys are wild yeah like when you were a kid you could use them in the bathtub then they would like stick to the wall and shit yeah yep i remember those those are big as a kid speaking of which next week we got a toy episode rye do we Childhood Toys, Monday Night Master Debaters. I'm looking Who's coming on? To it. Uh, I think Nico from Upstate oh, okay. and Bob. Dude, I got some new cards that I'll have to show. You yes. guys seen these things, man? Like these, uh, these are these cards that I was telling you guys about the alien, uh, alien cards. What? You know what, what is it? About? What is? Where'd the, you get those from? Is it just Mars alien? Attacks? Huh? What is it? Their Mars Attacks brand, or what's the brand of them? Mars attacks, yeah. Okay, yeah, dude. There's like, uh, oh, they're, they're so these are remakes. Like, check this one out, dude. Like dead alien. So these were made. The originals were made in the '60s, and like a an unopened like hobby box goes for like sixteen hundred dollars. But I got a uh, like some remakes of them, and um, these are they're just dope, dude. They got like all kinds. They even got like these ones too that are like holographic. You know, like uh, oh wow. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm pretty stoked about those. You know what I mean? But, you know, just get, you got to nerd out, dude. Yeah, my son dug into his closet this weekend and he pulled out his Pokemon cards. So we were going through those. And unfortunately, we couldn't find any of his his good ones. We don't know where they went. So that's the new mission now. You know, when, when those first came out in like 90, I don't know, was it like 96 or 97? Whenever they first came out. I used to make fun of everybody for collecting those because I was a I was real big into sports cards. I'm like, why are you why are you buying these little Japanese cards? Yeah, all those weird things. Gosh, I wish I would have invested in those in the originals. Yeah. Those things are huge now, and it's crazy because uh, my son wasn't even really into them, but I was coaching a, a a teenager's baseball team a couple years back, and one of the kids knew JJ was into baseball cards and he just brought this big old plastic bin and he's like, here, take these JJ. And it was all his old Pokemon cards. And there were some, some that I'm sure were some, I, we don't know the difference, but that's kind of, that's my biggest regret is I was real big into baseball cards, but I realized like it was an addiction. It was like, it was like doing heroin. Every time I would spend 300, $400 on a box or whatever, you know, it was the real big rise. And then, you know, you got something that's great. You know, otherwise if you spend $400 on a box and you get like $50 worth of cards, you're like, so I ended up just selling my collection right before the whole PSA thing really started taking off. Like, man, I wish I would have just held on a little bit longer and started to get all my all my stuff graded because it would have 
Yeah, but I don't know if they're worth that much, John. Right? Because the mass production back then, you no, know, my the stuff, problem. the baseball cards, like because yeah. you know I had a, I had like the 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 Jeter foil rookies and the Griffey rookies, and I had you know a bunch of the old 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 you know like the old '60s Fleer you know sets and all kinds of stuff, and I just was like, I got to get out of this because this is I you know I I didn't get into heroin or anything like that, but baseball cards were really my drug. And it was like, I just got to get rid of all this stuff. But now that all this PSA stuff is starting to come around, I'm like, man, I wish I'd have kept some of that stuff just to, just to grade. Cause I know some of them would have turned out. Well, I know some of them would have turned out really well. Cause I sold them to two of my best friends and they got their, they got them graded and they're sending me pictures like, Hey, remember this card, this came back, this came back as a PSA 10. Thanks for this $10,000 card. Yeah. Yeah, man, the the new like UFC cards are shit. Like the the Panini stuff, they they overdo it. Like I've got a few here, and they're all like, they do so many different. Like this is a what is this? Mohammed Makayev. This dude is supposed to be like a double champ, but it's like it's not worth shit at all. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think that's just because people don't know anything about UFC cards yet. Yeah, once maybe start, it will be worth something, but there's so start, many. But again, UFC remember, still kind of niche. It's like hockey cards. Hockey cards aren't worth shit. Yeah, unless you got a a Gretzky rookie or, well, I guess that's it. A Gretzky rookie from from Uh, maybe Lemieux or Crosby or something like that. Yager, you know, some of the older guys, you know, Sidney Crosby, maybe some of the, you know, or a Vetchkin or something like that. But nobody really knows what they are or who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. All right, gentlemen. I think we're going to wrap it here. I, uh, I gotta, I gotta work tomorrow freaking wicked early. I got a five o'clock meeting, so I'm not looking forward to that one. Well, that 5 a.m. Huh? Yeah. That was well, phrase wasn't it wicked early? Yeah. Uh, wicked well, early. Fucking, fucking Europeans, man. They're so far ahead of us time-wise that we right. have to cater to them and it's like damn man 5 a.m on a after a four-day weekend because i took friday off i was like oh, is it kicking the balls if they're in britain that's they're probably just doing it just because they're still a little bitter about the whole uh revolution you it's know denmark uh well yeah eh, they got windmills who knows what the danes <laughs> are up to my, they're my, eating my... uh fish right yeah yeah it's it's unbelievable man herring they're big on herring. Yeah, I, I don't get that shit. I don't understand <laughs> it at all, man. No thanks. So, John, where can they find you, my friend? So, I am on all the podcatchers, you know, your Spotify's, your uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever else. Spotify puts it out there. It's a How the Hell Did We Wind Up Here uh, podcast. And basically, it takes space. You know, anybody who comes on, just everybody knows that something's wrong with the world. Everybody's kind of got a different way to look at it. And so it's just kind of talking about, you know, what they see and the things that led up to it versus just, you know, throwing out kind of key words or phrases that, you know, the podcast community is, is famous for, but really just being able to say, look, this is what's wrong. This is kind of how we got here. You know, maybe being able to, uh, um, to talk about how to get out of it a little bit, you know, whether it's growing your own food or homeschool or, whatever it is um tomorrow night though i will plug this i'm uh i'm actually i'm really excited about this my uh my 16 year old and three of his friends have started to listen to uh the podcast that i do and they want to come on and they want to talk about how technology has ruined their generation that it was their idea they're all about it so uh 
we'll see what uh sitting down with four 16 year olds brings but uh should be should be a lot of fun dude that's, that's a great dope. idea man because i i was just i just did a show i recorded it and it'll be out this week with uh matthew smith and this guy chris from old world exploration and we talked about fatherhood you know in in yeah. today's world and how you know how to what we do with our kids and what you have to be aware of and shit like that and we got the idea because uh chris did a show with his two young kids and had him on there and they were you know i think they were doing more of like just looking at old buildings and stuff like that yeah. but i thought it's i think it's a great idea to get kids involved in this and especially yeah, with- it was it was their idea. They've been bugging That's me for what I'm saying, yeah. to be able to come on. They're like, hey, we want to come on. We want to, we want to sit and talk about this. And I'm like, okay, let me get your parents' permission first because y'all are, you know, you're 16. You're still minors. I got to, you know, got to do it the right way. But their parents are for it and they want to yeah, come man. on. So it should be, should be good. It should be That's fun. That's awesome. Do some anti-grooming is what we call yeah, that, right? And, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to do this about once a month with them is, is the plan. So I like so, that idea, man. It's a great concept. And didn't you release that episode on your uh, Patreon already, Matt? What's that, that with John? Yeah, with John. The, oh yeah, I the, put it out to everybody. Being a yeah, dad. people loved it, man. People yeah. really enjoyed that. They're like, that was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Should be fun. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I may have to get a dictionary though. What kids these days say, like it's lit or that's Riz. Oh, or, dude, you know Riz or whatever else. <laughs> mid mid is like mid. decent, right? Right. What yeah, else? I, you know, the funny thing is I had to ask my 16 year old today. I was like, what does this mean? I watched this video. What does this mean? And what does this mean? He's like, oh, dad. Oh, dad. I'm like, just tell me, please. Do I go through Maybe that with my 10 year olds, John? I mean, it's it's insane. We're, we're watching like he loves YouTube shorts. And yeah, I'm like, what does what does that mean? What is he talking about right now, bud? And he's like, do I have to explain it to you? He's again frustrated with me. I'm like, dude, give me a break, man. I'm 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 almost 45 years old. I can't keep right. up with this teenage shit. It was like he's the parent now trying to explain to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting frustrated with me because I keep asking questions. Yeah. You uh you ought to start it, John, with uh like five terms that the kids explain to you. You know what? I think I'll do that. I will. Yeah, like kind right. of an urban dictionary type thing. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that. I'll be like, okay, before we start, I need I need definitions on these five terms. <laughs> that's great. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. So no, it's been good. You know, it, the podcast is still in its infancy stage. I think uh, it'll be like episode 11 or 12 or something like that. So, but it's been good. It's had a good response. You know, the anybody who's come on has had a good, you know, they enjoy the being able to just come on and just kind of talk about the things that they want. And, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, you'll never, my, my biggest thing on the podcast is you'll never hear the the phrase you're wrong. You may hear like, I don't, I don't see it that way, or I may not necessarily agree, but you know, it's your opinion. It's how you see things. And as long as it's not like, you know, something just absolutely horrible, then you know what? come on, let's talk about it. And if somebody else listens to it and glean something from it, then that's all we want. So. No maps are welcome, right? Exactly. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, I, hear you. I hear you. Oh man. Well, John, thank you, my friend. Appreciate yeah, this has been it. fun. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate it. So this has been good. Thank you. Definitely. So what's going on in your neck of the woods, Rye? Same old stuff, man, as always. Just uh, another fun, uh, you know, Monday night thing. This was cool just to do on uh, a Labor Day. Labor Day is the holiday today, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get it. All confused with Memorial. Get a month. 
all day okay. even. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, most people just still work today, so it's kind of a pointless holiday in my opinion. I, what is the point of it even? I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, uh, thanks to anyone that did work, I guess. I don't know. What it's what do we kind say? Of like the unofficial end of summer in most, uh, at least up here. Right, right. Corporate a, speaking. It's a teacher holiday is all it is. Yeah. Right. And a, a bank holiday. holiday. It's so yeah. they can ease in back into school. I know they did that by us. They gave them, they went for three days, had fr- had a four day week. Uh, four-day weekend and then they'll have a four-day week of school next week and then they'll finally in the third week get up to five days right yeah, yeah it's the end of the 100 days of summer here in tucson we've got 265 days of summer you know what i mean so yeah. we'll we'll we, we got another 50 days or so left but uh yeah man just a, a another a fun one dude um i i appreciate the the baseball debate you know i, I think that that's a fun conversation to have like you know, people got to fucking, you know, talk about things. And, you know, it's nice that you guys are passionate about baseball and you don't uh, get all butthurt about me not being a big fan of baseball. I'll bet on it all day. You know what I mean? But I, I'm not a, I'm not you're, a fan of baseball. But... You're more than welcome to be wrong, Ryan. Anytime. Hey, that's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, softball, softball and baseball, same, same shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, dude, it's, uh, it's fun to have those kind of conversations and you guys, you know, are, are good sports about it, dude. So I, I think that that's kind of cool. I, that's what Brandon used to do with me was like, you know, I had something that I'm passionate about and he'd push back and I'd be like, no, nah, dude, like, this is how I feel. And, um, you know, it's important that you guys don't get all butt hurt. So that's cool. And, you know, I, I, uh, you know, respect that. So other than that, dude, that's it for me. But what about you, Matt? What do you got going on? I had a busy weekend. I recorded a couple shows just to get ahead. And uh, so I got this week and next week covered, which is good. I, like I said, we did the fatherhood conversation that'll come out this week. And then I did a uh, a COVID clip show of all the disinformation and misinformation that the officials gave to us along the way. So and just let people realize how crazy it was and how it slowly rolled into where we got to today. And Hopefully people push back next time because it was pure insanity and none of it made sense. And it was just all double speak and lies and manipulation. And man, I hope so. Cause it's coming again. It really, I mean, I, mean, I think I, I don't know. I think they're going to try, but I think it's going to fail miserably. I, I really oh, man, don't. I hope so I don't tell my wife the other night. I don't think it's, I really don't think it's going to happen. I think if they're, if they're announcing it, I think it's just a distraction technique to keep us from looking at something else. Yeah. Well, and, then, and, and Lionsgate then or whoever will come in and be like, Oh, look, we stopped it. We didn't do it. So you should vote for us. Yeah. It's like Lionsgate. I mean, they, they, they put in a mass policy. First of all, all the actors are on strike. So who the fuck is, is even working for Lionsgate right now. Right. But then I saw over the weekend that they rescinded it and they took away that policy. So there's no mass mandate anymore. Like, it's it's all just nonsense you know when it when it boils down to it it's there's no science behind it and and there's all these peer-reviewed studies now that show the real side of things and and that was the big argument before was that there were studies out there but they weren't peer-reviewed well now they're peer-reviewed this will be different this will be different and hey guys it's a great time to have a conspiratorially themed podcast oh the next 15 months you guys will have endless content don't you worry this is this is going to be the gravy train of the circus yeah Yeah. it's going to be a blast so just uh buckle up and we'll all have a good time and and we're still balls deep in ukraine you know that's always a, a story to go after you know because what the fuck are we doing there and 
You got the the madness in Maui and it's it's all over. I mean, I don't think you've heard the end of that story either. That's ramping up. And yeah, I think there will be a massive disaster in another American city here before the election, too. Uh, yes. That's my hot take. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing. So awesome, guys. Again, thank you all. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody stay strong. 